You're listening to Stocks for Docs, a podcast to educate healthcare professionals to build wealth through value investing in the stock market. I'm your host, Dr. Vivetta Lobo. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Stocks for Docs. I am your host, Dr. Vivetta Lobo. Thank you again for tuning in and joining me as we cover another topic in stocks and investing. Um, Today, we're going to talk about a company called Twilio. Uh, Now, this is actually a pretty hot topic these days, and Twilio has been in the news quite a bit. So we're going to find out why that is um, and do a little bit of a background research and uh, come to our own conclusions on whether or not Twilio is something we want to add to our company portfolio or watch list uh, or not. Uh, But before we get into it, I just wanted to um, give a little shout out to um, our day today. I had a very significant day. My oldest daughter, Olivia, who is almost eight years old, um, had the opportunity and the privilege to receive her COVID vaccine this morning. Um, And that's a huge, huge deal. It is quite a joyous day for me just to be able to see her get vaccinated and be able to accomplish that um, and give her that protection. Um, So I hope that all of you who have kids five years or older is considering the vaccine for them uh, and giving them that protection. I know for me, it was a no-brainer, but I understand those that may have some concerns about the vaccine. So you feel free to uh, reach out to me if you want to talk about that as well. But um, I did give get her the vaccine today, and she's doing really well. Um, and was just as excited, if not more, uh, uh, to to get the vaccine and that protection. So that's my plug in for uh, pediatric COVID vaccine for today. But let's get back into our topic of today. So Twilio. So Twilio is not a household name. Well. In my household, it is a name, but we'll get back to that in a second. Um, And that's because my husband is a huge Jeff Lawson fan, who is the CEO of Twilio. Um, And so I've heard about them and the company and uh, Mr. Lawson's accomplishments um, over and over, um, over over the last several years. Uh, But in, in general, it's not quite a household name. You might not know the company name. But I will bet that you use their product uh, unknowingly, probably. Um, If you use anything like if you are an Airbnb subscriber, uh, Instacart, DoorDash, Netflix, any of these um, app-based companies, if you use them, you are using Twilio's product. And I didn't understand this in, in the beginning either. But what they do is they are a software tool that developers, so people who make these applications, make these softwares, use. Um, And it helps the developer connect with its subscribers or users. So the way it was explained to me, which is kind of how it made sense, was, you know, when I order something on DoorDash, I get these text messages saying, okay, your Dasher is at the restaurant waiting to pick up your order, uh, your dasher is now on its way, you know, or your dasher has delivered the food and you get the little photograph. Well, all of those kind of communication tools or the platform where all of that gets created and makes it all happen 
is hap- is because of Twilio. That was my understanding. Um, so it enables companies to do this in a very easy way um, to reach out to its subscribers and keep in touch with its subscribers. Um, it, so it's an in-app communication specialist. That's sort of what they're known for. Um, they have a lot of customers. So I just mentioned a couple of big names, but they have a quarter million or 250,000 customers. So when we talk about companies, right, we're going to use our format that we always talk about. So we first start with circle of competence. Um, so that's that was sort of the, the nuts and bolts of what they do. And now it's up to you of whether or not you think you can understand that. Now, because I use a lot of these apps, I am uh, a huge proponent of convenience. <laughs> and so we are always Instacarting our groceries and delivering home, you know, food and things like that. I'm, I'm, I use Airbnb all the time, especially now with a family of five. Um, I find it much easier to, to rent an Airbnb than it is to book a hotel sometimes. So I do use a lot of these um, these apps and um, are an experienced user of these messaging um, tools because I receive or the end receiver, if you will, of all of these messages and these communication tools. Um, so I do understand that it's something that's widespread and it's used a lot. Um, and I can only think that the future is going to require so this type of tool even more and more as the world continues to be more um, integrated with software and apps and convenience, you know, service um, companies that, you know, help us with our daily lives and um, sort of, especially the boost that the pandemic has given all of these companies. So I think in my mind that it's definitely something that is, um, is needed and is only going to get more optimized and more developed. And now we're kind of going into moat a little bit, but as far as circle of competence goes, I think I can understand that much. I'm not a technology person. I'm not a software engineer or developer by any means, but I understand it's, it's core um, function, if you will, because I use it or I'm experienced in it. And so I think because of that, I can understand it. Um, And so to me, it falls within my circle of competence. Um, and then we kind of went into moat a little bit, but I think that's the crux of it, right? The crux is that it is, it's protected itself because it's not, it's not a one product. Um, you know, it has, it has a core product, but it's very generalizable to many, many, many different types of subscribers, right? 250,000 customers is not a joke, right? So it's, it's expanding, expands, it actually expanded at a rate of like 130% or something um, ridiculous like that. Um, and its number of developers or number of customers keeps going up about 20% every year. So it's definitely has quite a, a huge share of this market. It has developed and optimized the technology and continues to do so. Um, and so in that sense, I think it has quite a bit of a, a very protected moat because there's really not a lot of people that's competing in this space at this time. Um, but it's something that is definitely needed um, and uh, will only continue to grow or the need will only continue to grow as more and more of our everyday lives and things that we do in our everyday lives ends up 
um, becoming app-based or um, software-based. So let's move a little bit. So we talked about circle of competence. We talked a little bit about moat. Let's move into the price. And here we're going to talk about the recent event that happened and why, um, why I chose to highlight Twilio because of that, as this might be an opportunity for, um, for you if you are considering to buy into Twilio. So it's the, so the caveat here, though, compared to some of the other prices that we've discussed in the past is Twilio is a growth company. So if you go back to some of the early episodes, so we talk about value companies uh, or value stock. Twilio, I don't think, is a value stock. It's too young of a company to be a value stock. Um, it's still growing v- rapidly year after year. It hasn't been out there for more than you know the 10 years or so that you want data for a value company. Um, so I don't think you're, you know, and I don't think you can look at its price and its its uh, financials the same way as you would as a value stock. Obviously, growth stocks are more risky for that reason, and that's why my suggestion is always to keep them a smaller part of your portfolio. For me, about 20-25% is what I've usually done for value for excuse me, growth stocks uh, versus the 70-75% of my value stocks in my portfolio. Um, so for that reason, you know, you you have to look at the price a little bit differently. All of these growth companies, uh, by virtue of being a growth company, is going to have a lot of debt. Um, the ROE and the ROIC, the numbers that we look for, um, are are not going to be positive. Typically, we want them to be over 15% in value companies. These are negative numbers here. But I kind of expect that for these growth companies. What it is important to look at, though, is their growth rate. So the sales growth rate for uh, Twilio has been about 65% in the last seven years, which is pretty remarkable. Uh, its EPS growth rate has been over 50%, which is also pretty pretty high. Um, and it, it's, you know, its revenues um, continue to be very positive year after year as far as um, growing. Uh, but what happened recently? What happened in the th- third quarter? where uh, all of a sudden its price dropped. Um, It actually dropped very significantly, 32% below all-time high. And this is its shares price that we're talking about. Um, And that was in the last quarter. So there's there's, there's there's various explanations for what happened. Uh, But what I understood after reading quite a bit about it is that its revenue actually went up 65%. But it had not been at the same speed, if you will, and it had been in the past. Uh, that was one negative. And then the other negative was that the CEO also announced at the same time that it was going to be he was going to be stepping down. So those two things together kind of shook up Wall Street a little bit. And I think it put a lot of fear in investors who started to get a little nervous and that all of that emotion and fear drove that stock shareholder price or share price down. Um, what does that mean? Does that mean that it's a bad company to buy? Or is that mean that, okay, you know, this is why we should never buy growth companies? No, I know. I don't think so. I don't think that's true for Twilio. I think Twilio is actually a pretty solid company. And I think that its growth has just sort of plateaued a little bit or has didn't come up to what it was anticipating because it has has had such a great run up until um you know in the past uh, couple of years um 
that it's still positive. It's still growing. It's still, um, it's still upward. Um, it just changed its rate. Um, and I think that's okay. Um, and so with a expanding customer base, when continuing to expand 20% year after year, I'm not as concerned about that. But like I said, with fear in Wall Street, you know, things can be much more dr- dr- uh, dramatic and which is what we saw. And so it's price dropped all the way up down to like 290s uh, per share when it had, when it was a high 300s, I think, but prior to that. Um, so a good, a good drop in its price was seen. And so that's kind of the nuts and bolts about the recent price adjustment. Um, today, the price of Twilio um, opened at about 301. Um, and uh, I think it closed at about 290. So, you know, it's still hovering in the, in the high 200s right now. It's one year all-time high has been as high as $457. Uh, and its low has been as low as 275. So we're closer to the low end of a 52-week low. And so is this an opportunity to buy? Well, that's the million-dollar question. Um, and I think it just depends on whether or not you believe in the company's uh, product, mission, um, and you think the structure is pretty good. So talking about the structure, let's go a little bit into management. Um, so if you look at their management team, there's about 18, I believe, oh, sorry, 13 people in leadership, including CEO Jeff Lawson. Um, and this is what I had mentioned early on in the podcast. So uh, Jeff Lawson's a very um, inspiring person. He is like a serial entrepreneur and an inventor and has had many, many successes in his lifetime and career. And so you know, with a lot of growth, younger companies, uh, especially with angel investing, you've heard some of our prior guests even mention this. You know, when you buy into a company, you're really betting on the CEO. You're betting on that inventor, on that person who has this vision. Um, so to bet on somebody who's had successes, um, who's carried out companies from start to finish in the past is obviously a, a much better um, position to be in. Um, so Jeff Lawson is exactly that. He is a serial inventor. Some of the names of companies that he co-founded or was a big part of in the past was Nine Star, StubHub. Um, he was also one of the early product managers, I believe, for Amazon Web Services. Um, and I believe he even first his first company was back when he was in middle school. So this is something in his genes, right? He's he's done this before and uh, he's done it really well. So, uh, like I said, my husband's a big fan of his. Um, which is why, uh, full disclosure, we have been shareholders of Twilio since they IPO'd um, at like $30, something like that, way back in the day. Um, so that is um, Jeff Lawson, and that's the CEO. Other than him, there's um, there's uh, also they also have a chief division inclusion officer, which I thought was really cool. Um, they have five women in their management team, which you know is almost half or about 35%, so not terrible. And then the board of directors, they have about nine people in their board. Uh, Jeff Lawson is the chair. Um, They have six men, three women, uh, including the former governor of Massachusetts that I thought was pretty interesting. 
Um, they have someone from Amazon. They have a VC partner, um, Bessemer VC partner on there. Um, they have a lawyer who's lawyer for um, the Chan and Zuckerberg uh, initiative. So a lot of big names and big representatives who are a part of the Twilio family and management board of director team uh, with a lot of um, varied experiences and interests, which I think is a good makeup for any management team. Um, so I thought for, for the management team, they get an A plus for sure. Um, and then lastly, like we talked about already is the price. And so, you know, does this price, uh, is this price overvalued or not? You know, talking about value in a growth company is just difficult in my mind. It's just something I can't quite come to terms with or really understand because they don't have that 10-year financial backing that you can look at and truly get an intrinsic value for a company like you can for a value company. So I think a lot of the money here will be betted on, you know, the management, the the product, and just what you believe the company is, you know, the direction it's going to be in. And that's the gamble. That's the risk with growth companies. That's why they are, you know, you I do keep them a smaller percentage. However, uh, growth companies will probably give you much higher returns than um, than a value company in a short amount of time. So, for example, you know, Twilio IPO'd at thirty dollars. That was just a few years ago. Um, they're you know they're at two hundred and ninety dollars today. They've been at a high of four hundred and fifty seven dollars. Um, so, if you got in early because you believed in the company, well, you probably did really well with Twilio, regardless of what's going on right now with the little dip. So. I'm going to leave it to you whether or not uh, you think it's it's something to buy in or, or into or not, but I do think it's definitely worth your consideration. Um, so take a look at it. Twilio, the ticker symbol is T-W-L-O. Uh, like I mentioned, I am shareholder in it. I bought early as when it IPO'd and then we bought some more um, uh, a couple, about a year or so after that as well. Um, and, um, it's not one that I plan to sell and I plan to kind of hold on to and might even pick up a little bit more during this particular event if it continues to stay down, but I do have high hopes for the company. So, uh, again, I, um, that's my two cents on Twilio. So take it or leave it, but there it is. So that's it. That is our stock dissection episode for today. As always, it's a pleasure to spend time with you. Thank you for listening. Uh, please feel free to reach out if there is a company you're thinking about buying or considering in investing into and you want to hear more about it or more thoughts about it. I'm happy, happy to take it into consideration and in doing an episode about it if I haven't already. Uh, reach out to us on any of our social media platforms or on our website. Uh, until next week, um, take care, stay well, stay healthy. Cheers. Stocks for Docs is a podcast designed to educate healthcare professionals on building wealth through value investing. Take the first steps towards securing your future and listen weekly. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn as Stocks for Docs.